Colin, if you'd like to. It's time, man. It's time. Already has come upon us. Um, I'm, not, I'm definitely not doing this alone. Get up here. Uh, <laughs> senior Sunday, not senior because I'm old Sunday. Um, hey, welcome, church family. Good morning. Um, you can, which one do you want? I, okay, I mean, I'm standing here, so. Okay, you got that chair today. I'll get this one. We're going to, it's more of a, I think the plan for me is I'm just going to introduce uh, what, uh, what Colin would like to share to you today, but I'd like to lead you uh, a few directions first, but I do want to pray over our time together, uh, and then we will get into Senior Sunday Sermon. Can you say that really fast? Senior Sunday Sermon. Whatever, you're better than I thought. It's cool. I can't. So, Father, we just, uh, man, we invite you. Uh, may you fill every part of us, every part of our lives, every part of our heart, um, every part of this church family, every part of our families. Um, man, we, may we continue to produce fruit in you. Uh, may our children grow into teenagers who grow into adults who, who invest their talents into your kingdom, um, who bring you glory, who make you famous, Father. Um, I pray that over our families. Um, I pray that over our seniors today, um, and I pray that over Colin. God, help him just to open up your word and help it to fall on our hearts and move us into to action. Um, um, to all those who put their hope and faith in Jesus, we say, let it be. Amen. Amen. If you, you want to sit down for a second. Um, David was trying to communicate oh. to me how to work this. Oh, I got I, you. I, I got you. You should be good. It's working? Hello? Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> you want this? You can always do the handheld, or I can take this one off here. And I like second. this. Okay. You do. I'm gonna lead into something, and then you jump in. Y'all still hear me? Okay. That's still good. Yeah, basically, kind of. Uh, if you would uh, open your Bibles to First Peter, I'm gonna be there for just just a moment this morning as I kind of introduce. Uh, where Colin would like to go. First um, Peter chapter 2. And actually, before we get to First Peter chapter 2, just look at how this letter from Peter starts. Verse 1 of chapter 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. I, don't, I forget who I'm reading sometimes. I forget whose letter that, that is before me. We're reading the late leader of the church as it was starting, as it was taking off, as it was beginning. This is the guy who went everywhere with Jesus. When Jesus would take his his closest friends, Peter's name always came out of Jesus' mouth. Peter, grab James, grab John. We are going somewhere. Peter, step out on this water with me. Peter, the gates of of Hades won't be able to touch what I'm going to do through you to establish this unshakable kingdom through the church. I admit to you this morning uh, that sometimes just like where Peter is located in our canon, uh, that's about as much as I think about it uh, towards the end. So in order to introduce where Colin and I would like to go this morning, I need to take you somewhere for a brief minute, introduce an idea, and then just allow the Spirit to do what it does. Um, the writer of the Evangelion, teenagers, what does that word mean? Evangelion. Good news, right? I know, I'm sure you all said it. 
Um, talked over and over Wednesday night. It's cool. Nothing. Um, the writer of the good news of John, his, his good news gospel. Um, towards the end or at the end of it, there's this, this shoreline um, story. Um, now, chapter 20 of John, there's this beautifully tied bow where it seems like he's, the author is done. It's finished. And so there's possibility, a good probability that chapter 21 is a later uh, edition. But once again, it focuses on, chapter 21 does, on, on Peter. Um, and at this point, um, it's, it's just a little while, a few days after, after the crucifixion. Peter has been through a lot, just recalling your mind. He's, he's been in a garden where these soldiers came to arrest Jesus. Um, he was standing in a courtyard around this flame, and there was people that, hey, aren't, aren't you one of his Talmudim? Aren't, aren't you one of his disciples? There was a cross. There was a rooster. <laughs> there was a death. There's an earthquake. There's a temple curtain that's torn. So it's been a few days since all those events have taken place, and the dust has had a little bit of time uh, to settle. And Peter has gone back to, to what he knows. When all else is removed, when every life ambition is done, it's torn, it's stripped away from him, he goes back to fishing. Maybe there, in a boat with a net, he can somewhat salvage a life for himself again. Because this is all that Peter has left. We, we said that word Talmudine before, and you know that, actually, youth group, what does Talmudine mean? It rhymes. You're saying disciple. You got it. Thank you. Um, disciple, someone who is invited specifically on purpose, pointed out, hey, you, I want you to live beside, I want you to act like, I want you to become just like me, just like the rabbi, just like the teacher. When you choose to follow a rabbi, you devote your life to their way of living, and there is no turning back. You hear this in the way Jesus invites people. Said anyone who puts his hand to the plow and turns back is, is not fit for this kingdom. He, he invites you to take up this cross to follow him. No more of you. You can't go back. So Peter is floating in the waves once again. He knows he has nothing left. He's only a few hundred feet from shore, but it could be a million miles of just this ocean of meaningless that, that Peter feels. And that's why what happens next in John ch chapter 21 is, is just like God. This is what he does. He's the only one who can restore life, restore purpose. He tells Peter that he can pick back up right where he left off. He can still be his Talmudin. He can still be his follower. He can still be all those things that Jesus told him. A rock, uh, a church builder. And no force on earth is going to be able to stop it. He answers the question, is there any place that you can go that God can't reach? Even if you deny Jesus is even your rabbi, your Lord, your Savior. No, God continues to pursue his people as far as we've chosen to wander. Colin and I were thinking, and that seemed like a decent message, not only for those about to launch into a world, um, but man, just anybody who's 
ever tried to do this following Jesus thing. We have a God who puts us back together and still calls us on mission. No matter how far your heart is away right now, we wanted to share that with you. Beloved, so um, that's how I want to arrive back at First Peter. This is, this is one of his last correspondence he gets to do. He knows that he's about to die. He's writing again from Rome in this farewell speech to tell his friends and his Jesus followers, don't ever stop growing. To receive this gift, this gift of Jesus that he wants to give you, you've got to devote yourselves to a lifelong learning of the traits and the things that Jesus showed us. Because Jesus still wants everyone to be a disciple. So that's how I want First Peter chapter 2 to hit you, and then I'll get out of the way. I'm going to let Colin share with you. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable with God through Jesus Christ. And later in verse 9, but you are a chosen people. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who's called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you're the people of God. Once you hadn't received mercy, but now, but now you have received mercy. In a world full of sameness, where everything looks alike, people going the same direction, people chasing after the same empty things, a world full of, I'm against this, I'm against that, where most of the time you seem to be forced to pick a side. Do you know that you were created, that you were formed, that you were called to stand out? You were different. That's how Peter says it in verse 9 and 10. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. We stand out like a city perched on top of a hill. Right. I was hoping Barry would talk a little bit longer. No, no, no. no. I'm getting out of the way. <laughs> um, guys, uh, before I start this, I just want to, I just want to thank you know my family, um, my parents, especially my nana. Uh, she's been such a great influence on me, and she is um, one of the reasons why I've accepted Jesus Christ in my heart. So um, <clears throat> I was gonna. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I preached at my nana's church, and um, I read up a last-minute sermon, and I was going to do a whole different one for this, but whenever Barry and I got together, um, <clears throat> kind of just worked out perfectly. We were kind of going on the same page. So, let me go to my notes. <clears throat> so, as we're, as we're about to graduate and, and go into this world full of evil and sin, it's, uh, it's, it's extremely easy to fall victim to, to um, all the terrible things that are going on. Um, but church, just know that uh, no, matter, uh, no matter what you're going through, God's going to be with you. Mm-hmm. And um, me personally, I never really knew like, what I was going to be doing with my life uh, after I graduated. But um, I'm going to the Navy. I'm leaving August 1st. And so I'm very blessed to have that provision. And um, 
like I said, I didn't, I didn't have a clue what, uh, what direction I was going. Uh, really, I really didn't understand why I was placed in the place I'm at here in the Texas Panhandle. Could have been anywhere else in the world. I could have been in Scotland. Um, sorry, Cody. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't that I was. It wasn't that I was like sad or anything. I wasn't. I was just. I was just really content with my life. I was. Uh, um, everything was working well for me. I have um, parents that give me everything I need and give me all the privileges I have. Thank you. And um, I was just kind of going with the flow. Um, Honestly, there was a point, maybe about last year, where I, I was kind of lost and um, didn't know what direction I was going. Like I said, just kind of going with the flow. Um, but, uh, Barry, when did we do Rooted? September. <clears throat> okay. This was kind of, September, October was kind of the turning point in my walk with Jesus and just my, just my faith. Um, whenever... Barry asked me if I wanted to, or he didn't even ask me. The rooted was an option, and I just took it. I said, "Hey, I want to be involved. It's my senior year. I I, I should take advantage of all the things I have." And um, as soon as I got involved with this, I, I started getting uh, close with a lot of the younger guys, like like Anderson and and Easton and um, Nathan and and Luke Flowers. Man, I'm I'm so proud of those guys. They're such great leaders in our church, and. I'm honestly kind of jealous because I wish I would have been doing the same thing when I was their age. Um, but that was kind of that was that was really a turning point in 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 my walk with Christ because um, I opened I really opened my heart um, to the Lord, and whenever I did that, He He took me in and He comforted me in a time where I where I didn't feel where I, where I didn't know my purpose. I'd, um, so that's kind of what I want to touch on today. So. Uh, let me see. I, I lost my spot completely. Um, so kind of what Barry was touching on a minute ago, um, God is just constantly inviting us. And no matter how far out there we are, no matter if we're in a rut or if we don't feel like anyone loves us, um, God is still there. He's inviting you. He's saying, I want you. And um, that's, that's just, uh, I, I can hardly conceive that. It, I feel like I'm just saying it. Um, but uh, I want to go into um, Acts, uh, Acts chapter 9. I don't have anything on here. But um, this is Acts chapter uh, 9, verse 17. And um, if you all know anything about Saul, he, um, he was kind of a terrible person. Back in the day, whenever uh, before he, before Jesus came into his life, and before he found God, and um, I don't know what verse this is, but uh, I wrote it down. Um, this is what Saul, this is what Saul was saying. Um, he said, "You know what I was like when I followed the Jewish religion. How I violently persecuted God's church. I did my best to destroy it. I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own amongst people, and I was extremely zealous for the traditions of my father." So he was pretty much just trying to corrupt the church. He was, he was totally against Christianity, wasn't a fan of it. But this is, where, this is where it gets deep. But when God, who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles, 
his immediate response was not to consult any human being. So um, he's just uh, another great example in scripture of what faith is. And uh, so let's go back to where he talks about um, before he was let out of his mother's womb. Um, God, God has a God has always had a purpose for for all of you. He he has a whole book written down. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow. He knows what's going to happen in twenty years, and he, he, uh, God chose you before before you chose you. And uh, let's be honest, some of you have haven't even chosen yourself. And um, I I don't even know if I've fully chosen myself. There are times where. Um, I get really self-conscious, and I look in the mirror, and I just don't feel, I don't feel like, I mean, nobody's perfect, but I, I just don't feel like I am perfect, and that really hits hard. Uh, some of you haven't even chosen yourself, like I said, but God is still inviting, he's pulling you, he's pulling you, and he says, I want you. Um, like I said, some of you can't even look in the mirror. Sometimes I can't. But whenever you look in the mirror and you see you see that person and <clears throat> you have doubts about yourself, uh, just a reminder, God says, I love you. He says, you're beautiful. I love you. You are marvelous. Um, <clears throat> God, God made you fearfully and wonderfully, not simply and begrudgingly. You are unique. God has called you to be a walking encounter for others, a living hope. And I believe <clears throat> that's what my purpose is, is, uh, is to be a healer. Um, I'm going into the Navy as a corpsman, so I'm going to be uh, pretty much a medic. And I, I know nothing about medicine. I know nothing about, like, I, I, I didn't even know I was going to be, I, I told you, I'm sure I've told all y'all, I didn't even know I was going to be a doctor. I wanted to do some computer stuff, but with my colorblindness, which I also didn't know about, um, they disqualified me from like 60 jobs. I was like, well, I don't even know what to do now. I said, hey, we got, uh, we have the construction battle on. We have, you can be like a yeoman where you just sign paperwork and stuff. And I said, I don't have the patience for that, honestly. So, um, <clears throat> but I guess I'm going to have to learn because <clears throat> I'm going to be dealing with a lot of patients here pretty soon. Um, man, I got way off topic. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I feel like now that I've opened my heart to the Lord, he's kind of shown me what my purpose is. And like I said, that's to heal others and to serve uh, everyone around me, whether it's my church, whether it's coming up here and, and preaching. Like, I'm doing service right now. All y'all are, are doing service just by coming here and listening to me talk. Um, but as, uh, as I got closer into my relationship with God, I, I realized that... Uh, that life has a purpose whenever you accept Jesus. Um, like I said before, you're, you're called to be a walking encounter. Um, <clears throat> if, if some of y'all don't feel, if some of y'all don't feel like y'all have a purpose in life, just know that your heart is still beating because God still has a purpose inside of you. <clears throat> if your world is falling apart, if you don't feel like anyone is there to pat you on the back, if um, you did good at your job today or, or to give you a hug when you're acting like you're happy but you're actually sad. Um, if you don't feel like anybody loves you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you all this. Bear with me. 
God is asking you to be part of the greatest rescue mission of all time. Amen. And that is, um, man, oh, the greatest rescue mission of all time. God took on flesh and he came to this earth to live the lives that we're all living. If you think of all the struggles you've had in the past, just know that, that Jesus went through that too. And he, he put himself up on that cross because he knew that we were going to struggle with all the things we struggle with. Um, oh, let me scroll up. So uh, I'm going I'm to go to Matthew 16. Let me see. I really should have had these verses pulled up. Matthew 16. 16, 24 through 26. This is, um, this is after Jesus proclaimed that he was the Messiah and that, and that he was sent here, that he, that he had a purpose. He, he's not just yelling around, walking on water, telling everybody all this crazy stuff just because he wants to. I mean, he has a purpose. So um, 24 through 26. Uh, Jesus said to his disciples, he said, if any man will come after me, let them deny, let them deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So it's, a, it's as simple as just giving your life to God. It's not that simple, but, you know. Uh, for, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and for whoever will lose his life shall gain it back in the sake of me. So, so Jesus pretty much said, if you want to follow me, you're going to lose your life, but you're going to gain it. You're, you're going to gain it whenever you give it up to me. Um, Man, that's deep. Uh, so we all know the we all know the first and greatest commandment: uh, love your neighbor as yourself, love your family, love your community. And um, honestly, that's that's kind of hard for me sometimes. Uh, I I know it's hard it's hard for all of us because some people some people will sit back and say, "How can I love God? How can I love other people? How can I?" How can I be a service to my community when I don't even love myself? And that kind of goes back and ties into what I was speaking about earlier, um, that God still has purpose in you because uh, your heart is beating still. <clears throat> Let me go back up in my notes. Um, back to Acts chapter 9. I kind of got off topic, and I wanted to go there. Um, what verse is it? Okay, nine seventeen. I'm not a preacher, by the way. I'm just <clears throat> so. Um, like I said before, we all knew who Saul was. He was pretty much just trying to corrupt Christianity. But um, one of Jesus' disciples, Ananias. I really don't know much about him, but um, I'm jealous that he was more committed to following Jesus than I am, and we're all victim of that. And um, so verse 17 says, and Ananias went his way and he entered the house and he put his hands on him and he said, what did he say? He said, brother Saul, brother, brother Barry, this is my youth minister. Y'all are my brothers and sisters, all of y'all. Whether y'all want to accept it or not, whether you're, <laughs> I mean, we're all different, but in the end, I believe and I pray that y'all believe that we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Ananias put his hands on him and he said, Brother Saul, the Lord has sent me to um, remind you that you still have purpose, that, um, 
that Jesus has called you to be uh, a beacon, uh, a walking encounter to people. And that just hits hard for me because, I mean, Saul was just trying to corrupt Christianity. And, um, I mean, he was portrayed as a not a very good guy in the Bible. And, um, and Jesus went out of his way because they happened to be on earth at the same time. And then he says, hey, I'm going to use you a little bit, and I'm going to hopefully um, use you to uh, spread a message uh, to the Gentiles. And, um, and, and that's what he did. And he ended up having a great impact on everyone. So, guys, I just want to challenge you all this week. I mean, this might, this might sound weird, but just go up to somebody. Just Even if you know them, even if they're your, your, one of your friends or if you're just at Lowe's or something, just walking around, uh, just, just go up to somebody and just address them by brother or sister because we all are brothers and sisters in Christ. Brothers and sisters. Um, I had a plan to have this big presentation and all that, but I kind of wanted to make it short-winded because whenever I was preaching at my nana's church, I kind of rambled on for about 30, what was it, 37 minutes and 18 seconds? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Um, but, uh, I hope that whatever I've said right now has just impacted any, uh, all, any of, and all of y'all. And, um, I just want to give a message to my, my classmates and my seniors. Um, here in about six days, um, we're about to graduate and we're about to step out into the real world. Yes, I'm, I'm scared too. They're, we're going to be adults. We have our own responsibilities and all that. Um, man, that's scary. And it doesn't sound real. Every time I say it, every time I tell people, like, yeah, I'm going to the Navy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a corpsman. Like, I don't even know what they exactly what they do. I don't know anything about medicine, but that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I have a plan. That's pretty much what I'm telling people. But um, so whenever you're stepping out into this world, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of change and there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of things that are going to happen that are going to kind of pull you away from from God. And uh, just like having just opening your heart and having faith and trusting in the Lord is one of the most comforting things. And um, so there's going to be a lot of change and change is uh, change is one of the most difficult things that we face, but it's inevitable, guys, we're, we're changing every day. Um, one reason we, that we don't like change is because we get comfortable with our surroundings, we get comfortable with um, the place we live, our friends, our job, and even if it's not perfect, uh, we accept it because it's familiar, because it's in our everyday lives. And so what happens is, because we're not willing to change, we get stuck in what God used to do instead of moving forward into what God is about to do. Like I said in the beginning, he has a whole book written out for you. He, he knows exactly what's going to happen. Um, and just because God's blessed you where you are, it doesn't mean that you can just sit back and settle there. Um, really, guys, you have to be open. Uh, you have to be open to the Lord. You have to be open to what he's doing, to what God is doing now. And I moved, I moved to Canadian six years ago, and... Everything's honestly been the same, small town stuff. I'm very blessed. I, I love it here. I love this church community. Beautiful place. Just, um, 
But just because God's blessed me with where I am, just because God's blessed all of you with where you are, that doesn't mean you can just sit back and settle there. I already said that. But um, <laughs> every blessing is not, it's, it's not supposed to be permanent. Every provision, it's not supposed to last forever. Um, like I said, we're constantly changing. It's, it's, it's really intimidating. I don't, I don't want to graduate. <laughs> um, we should, so we should constantly evaluate our friendships. We should constantly be aware of the people we're surrounding ourselves with because it will drag you down. It will. And um, so uh, just whenever you have the time, if you, seniors, whenever you all have the time, uh, just sit back, just close your eyes, turn off your phone, turn off your phone. Oh, my goodness. I've, that phone is such a distraction. I was, I don't even know what the communion talk was because I was so focused on my phone trying to figure out what this is. It just totally captivated me. Um, so whenever you all have the time, just just close your eyes, pray, think about who's speaking into your life. Um, who are you depending on? What are you depending on? It doesn't even have to be somebody. It could be an, an addiction. Um, make sure none of that stuff is dragging you down because you will get lost. But having your heart open to the Lord is, I mean, he'll, he'll, pull, you, he'll pull you out of there. Um, so who are you depending on? Uh, Make sure none of that is limiting you from blossoming. Um, everybody isn't supposed to be in your life forever. Some people might be here for just a school year, Cody. And um, make, uh, yeah, everyone's not supposed to be in your life forever. Uh, if you don't get rid of the wrong friends, you're never going to meet the right friends. If you don't uh, apply yourself to the good things and just be involved, uh, it's going to be hard. If, if, if you're in a rut and you don't apply yourself and try to be a great impact on everyone, um, it's just going to continue to drag you down. I'm not trying to be negative. I don't know why I'm sounding so negative, guys. Um, but, yeah, those are all the notes I wrote down. I just, I just, I just pray that, I've, that my word has had an impact on you all. Um, I know it's hard to listen in church, but hopefully when it's not Jake up here and, um, and, it's, and it's like, and it's uh, a senior, uh, y'all maybe listen a little bit better. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I really love Jake. I'm, well, when I, whenever I moved here, my first day in church, uh, I, don't even, I don't even think Jake was preaching because he had a heart attack. He had a heart attack, and that was mind-blowing to me. I said, this, uh, this guy that looks like he's 30, but he's really, like, however old. He's just... <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, just, just decided to have a heart attack like right before I started preaching. That, that was almost me a minute ago. I, I was having so much anxiety up here. I wasn't even, wasn't even focused on anything that was going on. But, yeah, um, I just want to thank all y'all for coming and listening to me. Uh, a little bit larger crowd than it was at Headley. Probably about, what, like 10 people in Headley? <laughs> That's why I kind of let on for a little bit over there. It's funny because Headley Church doesn't, Headley Church gets out at like 11.30, and it's like 11.44 right now, so they'd already be home. My, na my Nana would have already been uh, making rolls in the oven for 
for her Sunday roast. But yeah, guys, I'm, I, I appreciate y'all coming out to listen to me. And I'm, man, I'm so thankful for Barry. This is my youth minister right here. Me and him got super close in the last six months, and I just love him so much. He's my brother. You're my brother. You're my sister. All y'all. All y'all. We're all family. We're all one. So that's all I got to say, honestly. <laughs> One, two, three. Hey. All right. Um, and here's how we're going to close today. Um, typically, we have our seniors come up. And just by saying that, I can probably see fear in their eyes. We're not going to make you come up. Um, but there are colored X's or crosses, depending on your direction, I guess. But um, around our, our sanctuary. So what I'd like to do here in a moment is do something that I... I don't know, I think it's one of the, the best things that we can witness. It's called a blessing. Um, and that's how we're going to close out our time together. And then uh, Aiden Dickens is going to come and have a closing prayer. And then we're going to go celebrate together and, and hear some more uh, from our seniors. But um, if, if you are a senior this year and you are graduating, um, you and whatever family you'd like, and I say that uh, the way that Colin was saying, and if you're like, this Bible teacher who has really showed me Jesus, that counts as family. So I just, if you would find you, there's 10, so there's enough for everybody. If you're like, I don't want to venture very far, I put some where I, there should be an X close. So if, if you are, as I say your name, uh, seniors, if you would find you an X and whatever family you would like, if y'all would just kind of congregate around that X. Is that as clear as mud? Okay, because you had the... Never mind. I'll just say your name, seniors, and if you would, and then we'd like to pray a blessing over you uh, to close our our sermon time together. So, yeah, go find your your family. Actually, you can wait until I say your name, I guess. Uh, Maddie Boyd, if you would go. and I don't know if you have to. Maude Colwell. uh, Parker Dockery. uh, Aiden Dickinson. uh, Colin Ford. Susie Flores. Ethan Green. Shaley Hill, Cody Johnson, and Maya Sanchez. Now, families, if you would kind of, you have first dibs to be near your, your, your child. Here in a moment, after our parents have had a chance and family has got a chance to get close to them, church family, I'm going to ask if you would, if you're close enough or you'd like to move around, if you would go and you would lay your hand on uh, the senior. We're going to pray some scripture um, over them and, and close out there. Give you a few moments. Youth group, uh, that you can go also. Yeah. While you're doing that, I'll just read what I wrote down. Uh, A blessing is an opportunity to partner with God in hoping for a grand future for someone else. And in Christ, our hope is not a wish. It is an expectation that God will always, always come through. A blessing is an opportunity to remind them of who God is and who they were created to be. So let's pray over our seniors. Father, we want to begin with Romans 15. 
where it says, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God of hope, may you fill our seniors and their families with all joy and peace as they trust in you so that they may overflow with hope and by the power of your Holy Spirit. Second Thessalonians says, we constantly pray for you that our God may count you worthy of his calling and that by his power he may fulfill every good purpose of yours and every act prompted by your faith. We pray this so that in the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Second Thessalonians 3 says, May the Lord direct your hearts into his love and in Christ's perseverance. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times, every way. The Lord be with you. Hebrews 13 says, May the God of peace equip you with everything good for doing his will. May he work in you all what is pleasing to him through Jesus, to whom be glory forever and ever. Philippians, and this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and in depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the name of God. Of Jesus Christ, the church says, Amen.